episode 16 of Phone Calls with Mike G. How's it going, everybody? My name is Mike G. This is my podcast, Phone Calls with Mike G, where I have conversations with different artists, usually of the hip-hop variety. This time, I got none other than Detroit's own Black Milk, one of my favorite producers of all time with some of the greatest drums in hip-hop history. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. His latest album, Fever, was just released. I got to check it out yesterday. It's the shit. Go check it out. And um, the rest of his discography, if you've never listened to it. Uh, yeah, I got to talk to him a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, my computer just crapped out on me. But thanks to my good friend, Dimitri Bodos, over at TechSource National. If you need IT work, go hit him up. Uh, he got to, you know, fix my computer and very appreciative of that. Appreciative? Appreciative. Sounds like a made-up word. I appreciate him fixing it. Um, at the end of this uh, interview, you'll hear me talk to him about two or three years ago, an interview I did backstage at a show we did at uh, Webster Hall. But yeah, here is the conversation I had with Detroit's own Black Milk. Two. Do I see a soul or do I see a facade? Either you hurt or happy, can't make up your mind, laugh, not cry later. On the timeline, should I hide in a disguise from strangers? Watching my highs or my demise, laugh, not cry later. Evil remains, world ain't really changed. Moments of feeling anger, next moment you entertain. Laugh through the pain, my nigga. It be those same celebs you seeing the starstruck Same time see them appropriating the cards and shit Cry later I see the whole world different now You see my whole world different now You in the sky better hey, learn to fly before you speak shit Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool Who am I speaking with? Yeah, nah, boo uh, My name is Mike G Okay, cool, um, cool, cool. Yeah, this is a podcast, Phone Calls with Mike G, where I have phone calls with talented artists like you. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I actually, I interviewed you a couple years back in New York. Um, okay. I think it was Webster Hall. I was a weird Webster white guy Hall. with a long beard. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did a few interviews with uh, some guys with oh. the same look, description. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get right into it. Fever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. What's the uh, concept behind the title? Is it like, uh, will I find out once I listen to it, or is there? Uh, you you'll feel you'll definitely feel like the the energy behind the title. I mean, I'll feel the heat. Yeah, something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, like it kind of came from you know just being in a, a era, you know, or a, a state of the world, a state of the country where, like, the temperature is just, you know, it's kind of hot right now with a lot of different issues, social issues, you know, current events, yeah. all that type of stuff. So that's kind of where the title has stemmed from and uh, just kind of represent that. Because I'm touching on a lot of stuff 
about what's going on, of course, right now and, and kind of just how I'm personally uh, managing to, like, maneuver through it all. So, yeah. Is um, Detroit – is this a unique time for Detroit with the current social climate? Man, it's always unique. <laughs> like time in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like, it, it, Detroit is one of the places where, like, it's it's always, you know, it's been in a state of, like, uh, you know, like misfortune, I guess you could say, in terms of uh, the poverty, whether the time is going good for everybody else in, 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 in America or not, you know, Detroit mm. has been in that kind of state for a while. But, you know, I always say, like, one of the good things about the D is just it kind of, being in that being that in that in that state, it kinda of forces a lot of great art, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's like the catch twenty two to it all to it all, you know, and uh yeah, but you know, right now it's, it's like on the up since, you know, a lot of the you know, gentrification and brand new, you know, sports arenas being being built and all kind of people moving to the city. So hopefully that that works out for the best in the next few years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I've rarely heard of gentrification really working out for everybody, but hey, you got to have hope, I guess. With right, Detroit. right, exactly, exactly. Um, I know I noticed that um you've been using the MPC Touch and Studio in a lot of the videos that you've been put and pictures that you've been putting up on IG. Um, oh yeah. Is that, is that what you use uh, for the majority of the production on this new album? Yeah, uh, I think everything was produced. On the touch, on the on the high touch, and um, and yeah, just me programming, you know, music on 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 that particular drum machine, and you know, having a lot of the live instrumentation, live musicians coming in and playing as well. So, so that's kind of how it all came came about. Like that's that's pretty much my process in terms of production, you know, yeah, live live musicianship, and you know, combined with you know me programming what I program on on the MP. So yeah. And that's definitely changed since, um, like, Sound of the City. Like, it's yeah. more of, like, the... I mean, Sound of the City has, like, the mom's basement feel, almost. <laughs> like, and I don't mean that in, like, a disrespectful Hello? way. Hello? Yeah, you cut off for a second. What did you say? Oh, I said that... I didn't mean it in a disrespectful way, but Sound of the City had, like, a mom's basement-type feel, where it's, oh, like, yeah. all you had was, like, the MPC <laughs> and a turntable, and that was right. it. And that's where it was basically recorded at. So that was, a, you know, you oh, hit the, like, nail on the head with that one. Like, that's where it was. Yeah. Was but now, you know, and as time progressed, you hear, obviously, more live instrumentation. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so use, is this the first time you're using, um, like, like virtual instruments uh, rather than, like, the hardware of, like, the MPC 3000 on an album? Um, no, this is not the first time. I've I've used like VSTs, you know. Yeah. Um, previously on other albums, you know, isn't that like I say, it's nothing really necessarily new. I feel like a lot of people that might, you know, just be like becoming aware of me, you know, they might see my process and be like, oh, this is cool. But like I've I've pretty much had this process since. Um. Tronic, my second album, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was in 2008. So, like, me, you know, programming music, chopping samples, having players play on top of that type of stuff, and 
taking what they play and resampling them like their records. Like I've been doing that for forever. That's just always been my process for a while now. Yeah. Is that what you wanted to do at the beginning, but just kind of didn't have the uh, the resources of the live instrumentation, so you had to use samples? Um, I wouldn't say that that was always like the goal, or that was kind of what I seen, or I just knew I was gonna end up in that place as producer. I kind of, you know, at that time, first starting off with beats, you know, most producers were just you know drum machine and a whole bunch of records, so. That was the thing, and that was the thing I was on, you know, until, yeah. like, I kind of experienced, you know, having a player, a couple players play on top of my stuff and, you know, kind of sparked my interest in my creativity to, like, all the stuff I could, all the possibilities, you know what I'm saying, that, that can, can happen musically if I, if I incorporate more live stuff and, 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 uh, and, yeah, with what I already was doing. Word. Um, now, with your production... Um, I just got to say, and I've said this forever, you have, in my opinion, the greatest drum sounds of all time. (laughs) So I got two questions uh, about the drums. One, what do you think is the best snare you've ever had on a song? Man, on a song? Yeah, like just... Out of all the songs uh, you've done, like that's the snare, like that's the perfect one. Shit, that's a good one. Uh, damn, that's a good ass question, man. Um, thinking, I'm gonna brainstorm. Wait a minute, hold up. My mind is buffering right now. Uh, probably, probably. You know, I like the snare on Monday's worst. I love the snare on Monday's worst. Um, yeah. I, I like the snare a lot on one of the records on my new album uh, called but, but I Can Be. And, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Well, I think so Monday's Worst. Monday's Worst is one of those. Actually, Sunday's Best and Monday's Worst, that's one of those records where, like, I feel like I got the EQ perfect on the snare. <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm just going to say my favorite might be I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always listening. I'm going back and forth. Yeah. And it's always between. I think it's give the drummer some. I mean, really? Because it's one of those drums that mm. make me like it, it makes me blink almost every time yeah. it comes on. Wow. So that, that might be it. That was, that's one of my favorite like sequence. My favorite like programs like rhythms yeah. that I've ever came with. You know what I'm saying? Like that that Absolutely. that rhythm was unique. <laughs> and I uh, I actually made a playlist of just, uh, you know, big-time nerd shit. You know, I made yeah, a playlist yeah, yeah, of, like, yeah. my favorite snares in hip-hop history, and I, I let it off with Give the Drum a Thumb. Um, but uh, the second question I had about uh, drums, uh, which producer kind of keeps you on your toes where you, like, are there any producers out there where you look at their drums and you're just like, fuck, all right, I got to step my game up? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, the first couple cats that come to mind are like, it's not just drums, you know what I'm saying, that I, they stay pretty consistent. Probably not. person like that, uh, he's crazy. His drum sounds crazy. Yeah, a person like Kareem Wiggins, like, drums crazy. Like, yeah. Even a couple cats that come to mind, Jake One. Always has great drums on his on his on his record, so yeah, <laughs> that's probably like Jake. Jake one made that uh, snare playlist also. 
<laughs> oh yeah, incredible. He, he actually he actually had some of mine, you know, and uh, he had like one of his Jake packs or, or whatever, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> drum, drum packs, like yeah, yeah. He, he reminds me, yeah. Um. Listening to Pete Rock, Primo, and Dilla on the regular. Right. What were the three that, you know, obviously that's a line of yours. What are the yeah. three songs, uh, what are three of your favorite beats, one from each of them? Pete Rock, Primo, Dilla. Yeah. You say from each? Yeah, each one. Which one's your, like, what is, uh, like, the, like, the first one that came to mind when I said Pete Rock? What's the first beat that comes to mind? Man. I'm kind of putting uh, you on the spot with some of these yeah, questions, I know. Yeah, you know, the question is like the ones you got to spend time thinking about. That catalog so so, so big. But, um, I think mind-blowing off, off, uh, mind-blowing off of uh, his first T-Rock album. Um, um, his first solo? Was, uh, yeah, his first solo. Uh, uh, I can't think of his first solo. The Soul, soul Survive? Not Soul Survive. Yeah, Soul Survive, Soul Survive. Yeah. Soul Survive, yeah. The, the record called Mind Blowing. That's the one that comes to my mind. Uh, Primo, I would say. Uh, what's the one with Big L Rest in Peace? That'd be just crazy. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, and Dilla. Man, I'm not even going to ask you know, all of them. Like, the majority <laughs> yeah. of them, 80% of them. Like, it's hard. Yeah. He, yeah, he's the uh, he's the god. Um, right. Now, Black Milk. Yeah. Is that your first rap name? Yeah, it is actually. It really? Is actually. Yeah. Wow, so you just like. came out of the gate. You're just like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just How did like, you come up with that name? Man, that was just that's a thing, man. That's a thing. <laughs> just a thing. <laughs> just a thing, man. Just. That it you just came up with it, and it's just like, yeah, that that sounds cool as hell. Yeah, Wrong nothing way. nothing crazy behind it. Like, it's just the same. How old were you when you came up with the name? Sure. Well, I started, you know, getting into the whole music thing, like teenage years, like probably like 15, 16. So that's when it all happened, beats, all that stuff, production. Did you start rapping first or producing first? Yeah, I was uh, I was I was rapping first. I was rapping first, man. But then when I kind of um got into production in terms of like you know getting exposed to like samplers and you know the whole process of you know cutting up records and stuff like that, like I kind of just caught the bug and had a and just had a bigger passion for uh, end up having a bigger passion for like the production side than the writing side. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know, I know, I know you got to go. I know you're doing like a media run right now because the album. Yeah. What what's the exact date that the album's coming out? Uh February twenty third, man. Twenty third. So. Yeah, the twenty third it'll be out. Word, God. I'm actually Little... about to uh, go shoot. I'm actually on my way uh, to go shoot the video for Laugh Not Cry Later right now as we speak. So. Oh shit! Trying to get so, it all yeah, done. So yeah, and people got to go. Crazy day. Yeah, people got to go check that out now, and I can't yeah. wait to hear the... You just put up a snippet of the song on your IG Live. Are oh, you saying that? <laughs> yeah, maybe an hour ago. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that shit sounds... First of all, it sounds so Detroit. Oh, it does it, <laughs> And yeah. second of all, it, it just it sounds just ridiculous. But Thanks, man. 
Yeah, man. So I got one more question, and it kind of comes with – this is a short story. Um, so you were – yeah, I, you know, I've been making beats for now like the last eight years. And right. you were – so Dilla is the reason why I started making beats. Then, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not very right, revolutionary right. to say that. Right, right. Now, right. But then you were the the person who made me, like, you're, you're part of the holy trinity of the three. It's you, Dilla, you, and Flying Lotus are the three that made me, like, realize. Like, oh, man, that's deep. Yeah. It, and um, I saw you. You put on two of my favorite shows that i ever been to. Um. And I want to know if you remember a moment. I don't know how good your memory is, but six years ago, (laughs) you performed at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. It was, and now I was there, I brought my brother, it was the first hip-hop show he had ever been to. Six years ago. Say that one more time, just cut me out. I'm sorry. Nah, it's all good. Six years ago, Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, I remember that. There was a moment where you asked, "Is did I not perform anything that anybody wanted to hear?" And <laughs> right. somebody in the front row said, "Try," and you were like, oh, "Damn, geez. I didn't even I didn't even practice this with the band." And you pointed to the person and to for the drummer, and you were like, "Yo, show him how to do the hi hat while you figure yeah, it out." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was me. I'm the one who said try oh, and figure out the high. I remember that night, man. Damn. That's wrong. That's, yeah, and that was my man. that was my brother's first hip hop show, and it like really made him. Um, it opened his mind up where he wanted to start oh, making man. music and he wanted to start doing shit. So I say yeah. all that to say, with with all the years that you've been in the game, how close are you now to living the dream that you had? as that teenager who came up with the name Black Milk? Oh, man. I'm, uh, I would, I would say creatively. Like, you know, I could, I'm always trying to figure out more, learn more. I feel like not feeling like I could do more, you know, to be good. But in terms of just career-wise, I'm doing, you know, a lot of stuff that, uh, I've always wanted to do in terms of touring, meeting people, you know, uh, getting exposed to different cultures and, you know, Meeting fans, having fans, having a support system, and having a base that like really supports what I do, man. You know, so that's like the ultimate feeling. You know, being able, I think the ultimate feeling is to be an artist that kind of creates on its own circumstances in terms of like creative control and having people and fans appreciate that. You know, without have, you know, instead of being an artist that has to like change his art, you know, you know, yeah. do stuff he might not necessarily want to do as an artist. And, and, and yeah, and so, yeah, I, I feel like that's the, that's the ultimate dream. That's what I want. You know, especially when something like creating beats, making beats in the basement is just a hobby, and then that thing turns into an actual career. Like, you know, and I still have the same fun, passion for making music and, and beats to the day as I did however many years ago when I first started. So that's, that's the cool part. Some people lose their passion, they lose their fun, gets lost, you know, but it hasn't got lost with me. Yo, I appreciate everything you've done. I appreciate you taking this phone call. And, uh, yo, you're releasing the new album on vinyl, right? Oh, definitely. Of course. Always. <laughs> I'm, pretty, Always. I'm pretty sure I got 
every release on vinyl so far. Even that um, fuck, what's the uh, you and Jack White that EP? Oh yeah, the Jack the EP we did a couple, just two songs like forty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got I got that too. So I'm definitely gonna have to cop that on vinyl and. Definitely. Yeah, man. I I implore everybody to check out "Laugh Now, Cry Later" video coming out. I assume around the time of the album coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. The video might drop actually the same day. So, yeah. Dope. Yo, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, thank you, taking this call. No, thank you. you. Appreciate it. No doubt. Peace. All right, man. Peace. Yo, how's it going, everybody? This is Duke from 3O's Radio. I'm backstage at the Black Milk show. Sky Zoo opened up. I got to chop it up with both of them. Waiting on uh, Black Milk right now to come back here so we could uh, chop it up. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever he's ready. I'm just basically checking the levels. (laughs) Yeah, you know, just uh, got a couple questions for him. Hopefully uh, get some answers. Yo, what up, Black Milk? What's going on, bro? What's good? I'm here. I'm here. Chilling. My name is Duke from 3O's Radio. I'm a college radio DJ and um, been a fan of yours forever. Basically, um, this is now my, I think, fifth time seeing you. Thank you. Um, no problem. I actually, uh, how I like to start off my interviews is give a personal story of how I, you know, I took my brother to his first hip-hop show. It was you at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gave me one of my favorite concert moments of my entire life. What's that? What's that? Um, you said, did I perform everything that everybody wanted to hear? And I said, no, you didn't perform Try. Oh. And you didn't perform, you didn't, like, practice it with the band. And he was like, yo, you were like, yo, how should, uh... You said, how should the drummer do the, the hi-hat? And I signaled it with my hand. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite moments. But yo, basically my show is about talking about the journey of the artist. And I would love to get you on maybe for a phone interview someday. But, you know, uh, you know, I figured while you're in New York, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I was wondering, so your drums are some of the best drums I've ever heard in my life. Um, were you... An actual like, were you a drummer growing up playing any percussion? No, nah, not not trained. Like I wasn't a, like a, never a professional drummer. I could get around on a kid a little bit, but you know, everything I do versus uh, uh, you know in terms of like drums and EQing and sampling drums and programming, it's all by ear, man. It's all natural. And now, um, you said EQ. I was actually curious. Do you have a particular EQ? Or compressor that you use that like makes your drums pop so well? Yeah, man, I got a, I got a couple, man. I got a couple EQs. I got a, my dude. What's good? What's good, boy? Are those, are those secret? I got, uh, I got, I got a few EQs, a few 
preamps, you know, that, yeah, it's definitely a secret, you know what I'm saying? I, I, got, I got a few tricks, you know what I'm saying, to make my drums sound a certain way. Word. And yo, so you, you have a very soulful sound. I was wondering, what kind of music was playing in the Cross household when you were younger? Man, a lot of a lot of soul, mostly gospel, you know what I'm saying? My parents was real, like, Christian and, you know, religious people. So, yeah, a lot of gospel. Um, but growing, then, you know, once I got older and middle school, high school, you know, that's when, like, the, the hip-hop, everything kicked in and being around friends and, you know. So it just it just transitioned like that. And I think uh, hearing a lot of stuff that I grew up on, you know, it's definitely elements of that in my music today. today so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now I was wondering, what's the album that you heard that made that changed everything for you? Like that you just said, yeah, this is what I want to do. Fantastic Volume 1, Slum Village, you know. That was the album, man. And Volume 2, hearing that stuff, man, that, that changed my, my whole thing, my whole thought on music and hip-hop. And now, on um on that um I forget which song, but you said, and now my favorite group isn't even coming with it, feeling like three uh, three stacks on the Rosa Park. Are you talking about Outkast there or? Oh no, never. Outkast is always they they've always came with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that would that would I was like just referencing what Dre was saying on on you know on Rosa Parks because I was thinking about other artists. You know what I'm saying at that time, like in groups and where hip hop was at that time. I was just like. I feel what he was saying in that song at that time. Like I feel that same way right now in this moment. So yeah. Uh, is that your favorite group of all uh, hip hop group of all time? Nah, man, that's one of them. But nah, Slum Village is my favorite group. Yeah, I, fi I figured that that would be. Um, I was actually curious. Have you thought about teaming up with any other producers to do an album together? Like, uh, like I mean, I crossed my finger, Knots or someone. Yeah, I mean, like you, you hit it right on the head. Like Knots, I've been talking to him off and on. I didn't talk to Jake one off and on. You, it get real hard to like lock it down, but you know, one of these days the stars is gonna line and we both gonna have time. You know, all of us gonna have time. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The schedule and, and and make it work. So yeah, yeah. Dope. And uh, I just got one more question for you. It's something that I ask every artist that I have. Like you know, what do you think makes an artist an artist? Man, being themselves, being original, being creative. You know what I'm saying? Not really being influenced by a lot of the trends that go on. You know, that's what. Art is about. It's about, you know, what you feel from the heart, what you feel natural, what, what comes easy to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's about, man. It's, you know, working on your craft also, you know, so that's, that's what I consider a real artist, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, simple as that. Dope, man. I really appreciate it. And now, if I, yo, if I could just get a quick, like, yo, this is Black Milk. You're listening to 3 O's Radio. Just O's Radio? What up, what up, what up, man? It's Black Milk. Y'all listening to 3 O's Radio. Shout out to Detroit City. Y'all know what it is. Peace. Yo, I appreciate it, bro.